Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Matt Report. Uh, as always, your host, Matt. And here today, we're talking to Ben Fox of a new WordPress plugin called Sidekick. And what Sidekick does is it's sort of an automated training tool for WordPress, right? So it's a plugin that you install, and it sort of gives guided walkthroughs on different aspects of, of WordPress, how to make a post, where, is the, where are pages located, how do you work the navigation system. It's really awesome, and it's making a pretty big splash in the WordPress scene. What I'm really excited for is his composer add-on, which will allow us to kind of build our own walkthroughs for our own products. Um, and this is going to be really powerful when that's released. Ben is a super intelligent guy. He's super passionate. I've seen him all over the United States at WordCamps. Uh, just super motivated and always willing to share his entrepreneurial journey and his knowledge. And he is very knowledgeable in this stuff. Um, he's got a great story to tell about how he's managed all of the different products that he's tried launching and how Sidekick became sort of the number one focus and why it's uh, the number one on his radar right now. And he's sort of all in on this plugin as well as he should be and talks about how he started his web agency and he's still taking client services today, bootstrapping. He's in an accelerator program, just tons of awesome stuff. So I'm super excited for, for you folks to listen to Ben um, and then potentially try out his product. It's, it's really good stuff. What else is going on in the Matt Report world? Well, this show is sponsored by Conductor, and you can find that at mattreport.com slash conductor. And that's the first premium product, uh, plugin product, that my team and I have released. And Conductor helps you display WordPress content super fast and super efficiently. Uh, you can build custom layouts. You can display custom shapes and sizes of your content. Uh, so if you want to make custom blog archive pages or custom e-commerce pages or custom home pages, Conductor will help you do that in a fraction of the time. Uh, it's a plugin that's super lightweight. The code is super efficient for you developers out there. And we're working 100% with the front-end customizer in WordPress, although it does work in the traditional dashboard. Uh, we are staying very parallel to supporting what WordPress wants us to do. So head on over to mattreport.com conductor. You can watch a quick tutorial of me flying through <laughs> how to set up a conductor page, a conductor-based WordPress site. It's a real live example of how you might use it. And we use it for our own client projects. It saves us a boatload of time. I hope it saves you a boatload of time, which in turn will save you a boatload of money and in turn make some more money on your client projects, right? So check that out, mattreport.com slash conductor. There's a special beta code that you can get into the beta and save uh, about 72 bucks on the retail price of the product. So check that out one more time, mattreport.com slash conductor. Let's head on to the interview with Ben. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Matt Report. As always, your host, Matt, finally joined by my good buddy, Ben. Uh, I've seen Ben at 5,000 WordCamps uh, across the country, and every time he came up to me, he was like, dude, we got to do an interview. I got this awesome stuff that I'm working on. I've got 5,000 employees spread across the planet. Uh, we're doing some fun stuff. You have to have me on. Please, please, please have me on. Uh, so finally today, Ben Fox, co-founder of uh, FlowPress uh, and, and recently uh, announced Sidekick Pro. Ben, welcome to the program. Thanks, Matt. So you are probably the closest uh, related to myself. Uh, you're like a doppelganger uh, of of me, if if you're uh, so lucky to be done that kind of <laughs> that kind of title. Um, but you're running an agency. You're you're building product. Uh, give folks the uh, two minute elevator pitch. Who you are and what you do. Sure. So we are a like you said, we have an agency and and a product. Uh, we're based out of the Ryerson Digital Media Zone in uh, downtown Toronto, Canada. Uh, we're very lucky to be here. It's an incubator, about you know, about 70 startups, uh, all tech-based. Tech 
um, great environment. Um, Sidekick, uh, Sidekick.pro is a guided interactive um, support and onboarding tool for basically anything web-based. We're, of course, starting with native WordPress integration because WordPress is what we know and love. Uh, we are 100% bootstrapped, which is something we're very proud of, and we, we've managed that by having a, a services agency that we call FlowPress, which literally stands for the love of WordPress. Um, we don't have a website. Uh, we've been around two years. We just haven't had time. We're like the shoemaker without shoes. Um, but we've got a great list of, of, of clients that we were very much like the Jerry Maguire, um, fewer clients, more time per client. Um, you know, it, it works out for everybody uh, better that way, and we've managed to sync... Uh, to become profitable quickly, which, which is something we, we're very proud of, and then, of course, turn around and sink those profits and hiring awesome developers and getting Psychic off the ground. Yeah. One of the other uh, products that you have, uh, WP University, and, and we sort of talked earlier uh, in the show and, it, and in your pre-interview, um, is that another product that sort of just, uh, I don't want to say failed, but it was just something that lacked the, uh, the ability for you to uh, focus on, uh, or there's just not a great opportunity there like you saw when you started building Sidekick. Yeah, so, so it, had, it certainly hasn't failed, and, and the WP University, uh, WPUniversity.com is something we're actually very proud of. Uh, it's just um, we had to choose a focus, and originally Sidekick was called WP University, and then we, we realized that we had something greater than, than uh, if you can imagine, greater than just the WordPress community, and we, so we split it out. Um, and WP University became our um, free, you know, how-to WordPress blog, uh, where where we focused on, uh, you know, not quite the, the quick snippets that you get at like WP Beginner. We wanted more in-depth learning, and we just haven't had a chance to build it out um, like we want to. So it's there. We've put some money and time into it, um, and we have, uh, you know, we have to focus, right? So we're focused down on uh, on Sidekick. I totally understand that. Running an agency and trying to build a product is challenging. Uh, yeah. to, say the, to say the least. So at what point did, uh, you know, while you were running your agency, how have you been sort of managing the time, uh, client time, building time, either uh, in sales time to find new clients to fund these products? Like how do you, how do you figure all that stuff out? Oh, um, I think it was at WordCamp Miami. Someone asked on the business panel, um, uh, you know, asked why or how, how do you find work-life balance? And, and, and doing everything, and, and um, someone got up and said, you know, it doesn't exist. It's just, you know, you, if, when you're an entrepreneur, you give up. You know, my favorite saying is, an entrepreneur is someone that will work for three years like no one will, so they can live the rest of their life like no one can. And I think that's that's the goal. So there is no balance. Um, you know, this weekend, uh, it was a long weekend here in Canada, and I had all of a sudden got, we were lucky enough to be featured on ProductHunt.com, and I woke up to 400 emails while on vacation, and and very lucky to have a very understanding wife who said, you know, do what you need to do, and let's get this, you know, let's get this product up and running. Um, as far as managing our time, you know, I handle, I'm central switching for uh, business project management um, and sales and and marketing, so I handle all of that so that my CTO Bart and his two engineers can focus just on um, on building Sidekick. We have one WordPress engineer who just builds our WordPress um, products. Um, we have a couple of contractors as well, local but but contracted, and then we've got uh, Andy McIlwain, who's uh, head of the Toronto WordPress Group, who works on uh, communications and and our WordPress core module and, and and WordPress learning. So we're a small team, we're nimble, and we work incredibly hard. I mean, there's no there's no magic pill. <laughs> What's the um, yeah the way that you sort of came about the Sidekick um, concept even before it was known as Sidekick? 
were you taking bits and pieces of client uh, services stuff that you were doing, sort of uh, taking that residual and building uh, that product that way, or was this something that just came out of left field? You're like, hey, I think we should really explore this. Um, so my business partner and I both worked out of uh, something called the uh, the Center for Social Innovation, which was a uh, it's 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 a it's another small incubator in Toronto, and they have two offices, and we both had desks desks there, and and um, we were both WordPress developers. You know, he's more of the technical side; I was more of the business side, and we were both searching, well, as it turned out, both searching for each other. Um, and and I, we had one night we were, we were chatting, and we were getting frustrated, a mutual frustration over why don't clients ever read the stuff we send them? Why don't they ever watch the videos we send them? Why don't they buy the Matt Report premium you know, membership and, and, and leave us alone? Um, and, and not in a way that we don't want our clients to leave us. And by the way, this is before we figured out the whole SLA thing. We should all be charging, all be doing SLAs, but that's another story. Um, and Bart said it would be awesome if I could just plug my brain into a client's computer, download it, and, and just walk away. And I just sort of looked at him and said, well, can you build that? And he said, I, I don't know. Let's try. And that's, um, that's really the basis of this uh, is to put a WordPress expert directly into your WordPress dashboard and have that, that expert walk you through step by step. So at the end of each walkthrough, you've actually completed your task. There's no leaving your flow there's no there's no watching a video and coming back. It's 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 do it and learn it as you go. Um, and I'm you know Bart and I uh, took the unusual step of only knowing each other three months before we we became you know partners and invested together in this business. And it's 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 worked out. I want to know more about that before we move on to more technical uh, stuff uh, in the interview. How, you know. What was that like? Uh, I've been in situations where partnerships have uh, have been really great, but then I've also seen the really bad stuff. Yeah. <laughs> partnerships, especially three-way partnerships, uh, without somebody to to balance off and be that silent voice. What about uh, what about you? How, was it just a handshake, or did you actually go right to contract? What was that like? We we create you know we we started slowly, um, having been through myself and Bart having both been through sort of partnerships that didn't work and deals that didn't work, we, we, we were both cautious. Um, so we had a handshake deal. We said, I mean, it, it came down to we were working slowly on it and working a little bit more on it, a little more. We got a proof of concept done. And finally, I said, if I put in this application to the Ryerson Digital Media Zone and I get us in, um, do you agree to come and join me? And he said, yep, but I need to be a 50 And I said, that's a no-brainer. Um, and we got in, and uh, I wrote a 30-page business, business plan that we immediately threw in the garbage, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but that's what they require, right? They just wanted to see you thinking. And then we, you know, we went to a lawyer and, and we paid. We, we knew, having been through bad, both being through bad partnerships in the, back, in, in the past, it was worth the $1,500 to incorporate and get the shareholders agreement and really just put a box around the whole thing. Um, and, and from there, so that it was official, and then from there it took some time before Bart um, agreed to finally fold his web development agency and into what is now Flowpress, and I agreed to, to fold mine. Um, but uh, you know, we had we were very much more comfortable. Things are on paper, but I think now, you know, we just become such good friends, and it's just it's worked out. What um, remind me about what the program is that you're in? Is it like an incubator? Is it like a, it's a it's a non-funded incubator, right? You're just in there with other smart people getting great advice <laughs> from other people. <laughs> yeah, so the Ryerson Digital Media Zone has really really grown up, and that's a whole other other story. And I encourage anybody who, uh, if you're especially if you're in Toronto or Southern Ontario, to to, to check it out. But um, anyone should take a look. The Digital Media Zone itself is a is is just an incubator, so you get desk space and and um, you know, you get a receptionist and internet and they take care of you and you get free rent for four months. 
Um, but what we got into was called RFI, which is the Ryerson Futures, Ryerson Futures Inc., and, and they're actually an accelerator program that offers funding. We are the only RFI company to ever not to not ever take funding, um, and and we didn't give up a percentage of the company. We we kept it all to ourselves, and we were very lucky. Um, I find the harder we work, the luckier we get. In, in that, around the time that they had offered us some funding, we landed a bank who basically paid us the same as the funding would have been, um, and we didn't have to give anything give anything up except time. So you can get funding. It's a great program. Um, the advisors, especially in RFI, are phenomenal. The space is great. Um, we're right at Young and Dundas, which is like the Times Square of Toronto. Uh, so the subway's right under us, um, and it's it's been hugely helpful. Um, but no, we didn't we didn't take any funding and and uh, still managed to get quite a bit out of it. What's what part of it is hugely helpful? Is it is it the uh, executive team that you get uh, introduced to, or is it working alongside other um, startups, or is it just because you guys have to report to an office every day and not just a coffee shop? It's, it's, it's all of those things um, plus. So once a month we're responsible. We meet with our own peer group or we, an assigned peer group and we have to report to each other. So all the CEOs from, you know, there's six CEOs in my peer group and uh, we re we're responsible to each other for hitting metrics um, and telling each other what's going on. Um, I've got advisors, guys who used to work with VPs at Accenture um, as an example uh, or others who I can just sort of walk, knock on their door, walk into their office and say, hey, you know, uh, WP Engine, just called. What do we do? Um, and 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 that that's been that's been a huge help. Um, the office definitely having somewhere to go every day um, is a big deal. Having to put pants on really makes it. <laughs> um, <laughs> they they frown on not wearing pants, and um, and being surrounded by some incredibly smart people. I mean, I've learned there there are so many awesome startups here uh, and ideas. And um, just being able to walk over to another CEO, <clears throat> excuse me, and say, "Hey, I heard you got funded, or we're having this issue with an enterprise client. How would you handle it?" And and they can you know draw on their experience. It's something you don't get when you've got your own basement office somewhere. So what what kind of advice do they <clears throat> offer you when a uh, WP Engine does come a knocking? Is you know some folks might be like, "Okay, well, okay, WP Engine, one of the biggest managed WordPress hosts, uh, X amount of clients. That's probably five dollars a client, so they should charge. Uh, so we should charge them seventy eight thousand a month." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what did they tell you? Do they just say, "You know what? Do it for the exposure or charge," so you aren't you know so you are making some some revenue off of them? Um. The the pricing is a very obviously very complicated thing, um, and and the advice we got, which was great, was one go go slowly um, and and figure out everybody's needs and make sure there's value, but also make sure you charge. You know, don't give it away. Don't ever give it away. You know, our advisor our advisors gave us the advice. Um, Chris Lemma being one of the advisors that gave us his advice is there's a lot of value in, in Sidekick, and um, anyone who sees that, you know, the clients you want are the clients that see that, and we were very lucky with. Particularly in WP Engine's case, um, they're very big on investing in the in the WordPress community and in their in their user experience, and they recognize Sidekick as something that will help both. Um, so so they agreed. They're a paid client, and we're very proud of that. Um, certainly, you want to make sure that your very first clients are are, are getting some benefit of being you know they're, hey they're first they're taking a risk and there's something built into the price on that. But yeah, you know you, you need to charge. Giving it away for free, anyone will take anything for free, but if you really want them to commit, you know charge them. Uh, in terms of, of this, um, we'll dive into sort of the strategy of, of that uh, real quick for folks who are listening who are launching a product. In fact, uh, I'm launching a new product at my company. It's a plugin. It's our first uh, sort of official commercial plugin. And you're doing sort of this uh, on your plans and pricing page. Uh, 
you know, you don't see the planner price, but you have the beta, the beta sign up, right? Yeah. Um, is that part of that uh, go slow but go fast strategy, and also yeah. sort of the exclusivity of you know getting in early, where you can sort of talk to people and onboard them sort of more one on one? Is that the strategy behind this? Go go slowly as fast as you can. Um, we <laughs> we um, I love that. We uh, we don't have pricing on our plans and pricing page. Mo the reason for that is is really not to be uh, mysterious, although it, it certainly does add to it. Um, it's more that when we want to hear from our community. We want to know what the value is. Um, we've played with some pricing. We've, we've quoted some pricing to people just to see their, 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 their feedback and reaction. Um, and what we learned was we don't know it. We don't have enough information yet. Um, we have an idea at the, at the high, at the enterprise level, it's, it's very, it's much easier to, it was easier to price because we, we know how much it costs every time somebody picks up the phone. So we, we know what our value is. And then we know what our competitors are charging. But the WordPress, especially the WordPress community, is an interesting pricing beast because um, we need to be weaned off this unlimited thing. Yeah. And and how, <clears throat> how do we do that? And also at the same time, respecting that a lot of developers and freelancers um, base their current pricing model to end end users on the fact that their backup buddy license is unlimited. You know, and then along comes Sidekick, which is we're not going to allow an un, for an unlimited license. Um, we're gonna. It's gonna be a fair, fair pricing and, and usage-based pricing, um, but it's certainly not gonna be the all-you-can-eat for 200 bucks a year deal because we're a SaaS platform and we're constantly improving and we need to fund that. Um, and and nobody should be embarrassed to or or, or ashamed to say that. Um, so yeah, we we'll we'll put our pricing up when we're confident, when we're ready. You should see the whiteboards that we've filled for the last year trying to figure out what that'll be. We started with a credit system. It was complicated, <laughs> but, but you, you, you just, and that's where you start, and, and for, if anyone's having that anxiety now with pricing, it's normal. Um, in, in, enjoy it, um, immerse yourself in it, and, and um, everybody else is going through it that helps. Yeah, the, um, you know, it, it, it's the same thing, like we're, we're going through the same thing. We're doing closed beta right now. Uh, it's, right now it's actually sort of a more private closed beta where we're just reaching out to people to ha have them test the plugin. We're doing the same thing. It's like, do we do? You know, support support credit tokens. Like you can use it unlimitedly on any domain, but you can't ask for support on unlimited domains. Um, you know, there's all kinds of, of different things, and I, and I think it's really just going to come down to, at, at least for us, is, is like you, is just getting more more data and just getting more understanding from talking to customers. Um, how how are you doing that right now? Are you just is it more is it technical or is it more just get on the phone and and, and collect data by talking to them? I think it's both. I love. I love speaking to our customers. I love speaking to the WordPress community. If anyone in the WordPress community wants to send me an email question, I'm happy to share whatever experience I've got. Uh, and that's that's what we're doing. So on that end, whenever someone engages with me, I'll typically respond to you with you know whatever your question is. And by the way, you know if I were to tell you the price was this, what would you say? Uh, and I'll just throw random pricing. And I've I've gotten I've gotten yelled at. <laughs> I had one gentleman last week told me I was insane and and he wouldn't. And I was just trying to, you know, you know, so that there's that risk is that he, you know, I gave him a, and I did, I gave him a very high price just to see what the reaction would be. Um, and I've gotten honest feedback. And and um, on the technological side, I mean, we're, you know, we're, our our beta signup form is a little bit long, but we do did it on purpose so that we can segment our users and send out. We use Mailchimp and create segments and and send out emails to our different, you know, so plugin and theme developers are getting slightly different. Um, Newsletters than our than our our you know people that are signing up with non WordPress or custom platform um, because we know they need different things so we're going to ask them different questions and that's how we're managing it we might get fewer entrants on our form because it's longer but the ones we get are really really want it 
Yeah. <clears throat> That's one of the tactics uh, or strategies that I'm going to uh, implement too on our beta sign up is, is just that so we can segment, right? So we know that who the designers and developers are, who are the, who are the beginner sort of WordPress people, who are the publishers, um, you know, and who are the real, uh, you know, super elite of WordPress. Um, that way we can, we can do those segments. So that's great um, actionable advice right there. Moving into uh, product, product development, now that you're, you're talking to people, uh, you obviously have already shipped product uh, version number one, what, how are you managing the, the folks that you are working with requesting features like a WP Engine, yeah. uh, which might not fit, you know, Matt Medeiros, who launches it for, for his plug-in demonstration. How do you balance that? Yeah, so obviously WP Engine is, is our, I mean, is an example of, of one of our clients that, that they're enterprise level, they have my, they receive a very high tier of support, they have my cell phone. Like your cell phone number. Yeah, no, they literally do. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, they're, they're, great, they're great guys and girls over there, and, and um, we love hearing from them because they give such honest and direct feedback. They're really all about the experience, and... and um, and, and can't say enough good things about them, uh, and not just because they pay me. We actually use, just so we're clear, we hosted all of our sites with them long before they became a client. Um, <laughs> the, uh, um, you know, so when, when they call and make a feature request, um, they, they, I get an email, I mean, and they have access to, we use Teamwork um, for, our, for our clients, and they actually just submit a ticket right into Teamwork, or they'll, or they'll drop it right into our Pivotal, we use Pivotal Scrum, um, whereas, so that's how we're handling that. Whereas, you know, um, if we get an email from like Matt Medeiros was right now, you can you can pay for an upgraded version of our core module. Um, those clients, you know, they, they receive prior, obviously get um, priority, but you'll you'll submit a form on our site and it'll come in, and it's not quite as direct or as quick as as the feedback you would get as an enterprise client. But that's what an enterprise client pays for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The uh, let's talk about just the tools that you're using for that. Uh, I noticed in the pre-interview that at one point you did use Trello. Um, now you're using using another product called Pivotal for Scrum. Mm -hmm. um, I've always sort of stru struggled with mm, I don't know how to put this like the digital way of doing Scrum. Like I know how to do it on the wall, and it just see, it's it's just so much easier and more uh, tangible that way. But how does this product handle uh, doing that that Scrum I'm, project? Yeah. So so we we like you said we did we started with Trello. Um, we actually started before Trello. We had something custom, which was a bad idea, and then we went to Trello. And then, because for our, for our, our agency side, our clients wanted something a little more professional, more direct, so we went to Teamwork. And then, my developers, the engineers, came and said, "Teamwork's not working for us, um, and we don't want to go back to Trello. How about we try this Scrum thing?" And I said, "Fine, but we need to use sticky notes and put them on the wall." And they said, "Well, how about we buy a 52-inch screen TV? My guys love to buy equipment, um, <laughs> and we just and we just project it for you, Ben. How about you just be able to look up and see where we're at?" And I said, fine, as long as I can see the updates and things moving around and I get, you know, um, for those of you familiar with Scrum, I get, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the, the product owner, so I get to do final approval on, on, uh, on um, features, which is great. And I, so I don't care if it's digital or, or um, sticky notes on the wall or on a whiteboard as long as we see movement. And so my guys love dragging and dropping and, and, and you know, it's actually great because eventually we plan on integrating it with... Um, with whatever, either Zendesk, Freshdesk, whatever it is we use, and then tickets can be dropped in directly, and, and we can start assigning those to, to engineers. Like, you know, so we, we've started ourselves on a path to really um, some awesome management of, of the Sidekick platform. So that's what we, that's what we, we use Pivotal, it's great. Um, one of my engineers is actually roommates with uh, one of the guys that works there, so we got, we got, uh, we get great service, but you'll get it anyways. Hmm. Uh, and that's, that's what we recommend using. 
Are you, uh, do you consider yourself a designer or developer at all? <laughs> um, <laughs> Same answer I, I would have. How do I put this? I am prohibited from touching code. Yeah. Um, so you're... I, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I made a C, I made a, um, a DNS change two weeks ago because I just wanted to help, and I took down the Sidekick plugin for 30 minutes, and I've now lost my credentials. Okay, well, see, I'm not that bad. Like, <laughs> so I, I used to be, I used to be a, a system admin, so at least, at least I know not to break a zone file and take down. Yeah, files. I thought I did. I thought I knew. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I know enough. I mean, I can change. I can write an href, and I can change some, some CSS colors. But I mean, I'm better served doing other things. <laughs> awesome. So uh, that said, w w for the folks who ha are, uh, that haven't jumped into like Scrum or Agile yet, what, what's the biggest uh, benefit at, at a really simplistic level for using sort of Pivotal Tracker or just Scrum or Agile in general? Oh, um, it's got to be, that's a great question. What, you know, it's, it's the whole idea behind velocity and understanding um, so what Scrum does is, it, it, at its most basic level, is it breaks your breaks your your available units down into like points, and you know in the, at the beginning you have to determine how many points your team can get through in a in a week, um, and so let's just say it's it's ten, and then it makes planning for the following week and months you know it, it really really easy because if your team can get through ten points worth of work. Um, you drop a whole bunch of feature requests or bugs or whatever into 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 Pivotal. And then you start adding, you know, this will take two points worth of time, and this will take three points, and you start to very, get a very clear picture of, okay, well, this roadmap as we have it is going to take us six months. Is that acceptable? Um, and then you can move things around. So um, we've been trying to, for example, a great example uh, real life is we've been trying to launch this beta for like four months, and we couldn't understand why we were, we thought we were moving forward when in fact we were just spinning our wheels because we just kept, we had, didn't have a deep understanding of what our real capacity was. And now and that was a scary thing, and, and, and but now that we have it, it's so much easier. It's like you don't want to address it, and then when you do, life just gets better. Yeah. Two examples. Uh, one, uh, again, from, my, from our own experience of launching Conductor or working on Conductor, we were just adding, you know, we were behind closed doors, and people are going to love it. People are going to love it. It's going to be on every WordPress site ever created for the rest of our lives, right? Yeah. Um, and you're adding features, and, and you're just refining and polishing, and then you're never shipping. You're never showing it to people. Yeah. Um, secondly is uh, you just don't know what that capacity is so I'm going to turn the table uh, to you is how were you how did you adequately or fairly assess what your team was was uh, capable of so like the typical maybe manager or owner is like well a hundred points of course or a thousand <laughs> points like yeah. I, what do you mean ten there's a million points in a day we can do so much how did you fairly assess yeah. what your team was capable of um, to get to the demo launch, or get to the you beta. know what? I am uh, I'm very lucky to have a team that I trust. Um, I, I trust highly, and 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 I think everybody should have such a, have a great team. And um, there's not five thousand of them, like you said on the top of the show. Unfortunately, you know, there's, there's two guys, both named Kyle, um, and then there's Bart, our, our CTO. And so we have three engineers. And um, I when we implemented this, I said, okay, let's you guys go and and come back to me in two weeks and let's see. So we, you know, I, I let them drive because um, I trusted their judgment and they're, they're incredibly invested in getting out. Um, our whole team, um, to have a startup, your whole team has to be excited about it. Um, and, and, and one of the things we're big on is making sure that we do whatever, I do whatever I can to help my team be successful. And in return, they show a love and passion for the product. So I, the short answer is I trusted them to come to me and say, Ben, here it is. This is our velocity. And then, then, as their manager, as you know, as the CEO, then I get to say things like, "Okay, well, 
you know, I see some efficiencies could be gained here, and, and I start asking questions, and through those questions and answers, we're able to tweak, you know, I'm able to get a couple more points out of them, um, because engineers love to sometimes over-engineer, or they love to indulge, and you need to, so they need to be managed, but um, I don't, you know, don't over-manage and, and, and trust your team, um, and then, you know, at least for the first little while, and then, and then start making small tweaks and seeing how you can help. Yeah, I, I again, can't agree anymore. I mean, I think... Uh, especially for the folks who are listening to the Matt Report, some folks are passionate, like WordPress agencies that have. Um, and you know that it's awesome, right? You can build an awesome product, you can build some awesome stuff with that. Then there are the folks who are maybe like you and I, uh, especially those who tune into like Pat Flynn that I just had on had on the show, that are much more management oriented, right? Or they're. Their, their thing is, we're going to build a product, uh, we're going to build a piece of software, but they might not necessarily have a team, uh, but they're hiring people, right? Uh, right. As long as, uh, so basically where I'm getting at is two different distinctions, right? There are the passionate teams, which work great, have its complexities sometimes, but it works great. Uh, and then there are those who want to go and outsource and build a team and just give out specific tasks to say, build this piece of software. Um, both work with a different sort of spin on it, right? So the more uh, definite you can be or the more systemized you can be when you go to hire somebody, you can still build a, a team um, of folks who might not be passionate for what you're, <laughs> what you're after, but they're building, they're building the product that, that you're, that to your specifications, um, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it, it certainly does. I, I think, you know, I, we learned very quickly that uh, if we're going to build, to build websites, um, you can use a team, you can use an outsourced team, you know, please don't go overseas per se, but that's another, t you know, I mean, we st I, I've, I've done the Odesk thing, I've done, and, and I've got, there's lots of horror stories, um, and unfortunately no good ones, but the, you know, you can outsource to build websites, certainly, and you can bring the spec and the PSDs and, and, every, and say, here, build me this. Um, as long as you trust the people that are going to do it for you. But when it comes to building a product, an ongoing product, and this is a big one, and I, I see this often where people say, hey, Ben, I'll meet them at meetups. I've got a great idea for a product. Do you know an engineer that I can just have build me the product? And I, and I say, well, I do, but what, what are you going to do for the next version, and how are you going to iterate? And by the way, um, for everybody listening, this is why um, SaaS platforms charge per month. It's not because we're greedy. It's because our product is never finished. And we have to continuously pay awesome engineers that are much smarter than us to keep improving the product to do what you want it to do. Um, so for that type of work, I prefer to have an in-house team. Now, in-house can mean, you know, Foo plugins, they're a distributed in-house team. Um, Sidekick, we're an in-house in-house team. I mean, I like having everybody sitting around, and I'm a, a social guy. But as long as um, your engineers are dedicated to your product, um, that's what, you know that that'll help you build an awesome SaaS platform, um, but certainly you know the one-off thing doesn't work with 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 a product like ours or what you're trying to build. Yeah, yeah. Um, you mentioned the, you mentioned it before SLAs and that was super important. Uh, why why was that? What what was it about the SLA? Was it something that a client came back on, an employee came back on? What was it? Um, so so that you can talk about. <laughs> yeah, so S SLAs or service level agreements are really just ongoing maintenance agreements, and, and those take many, many forms. You can use awesome services like Maintain or the WP Valet. Um, Shane and Mason are, are, are awesome guys. Um, first of all, first and foremost, SLAs help 
agencies with that all-important monthly recurring revenue. It, it, it helps you stay stable. So you're not always fighting, you know, if you can get your MRR as an agency up to 20, 25, you know, again, sorry, depending on the kind of team you're trying to maintain, but if you can get your MRR up, then the pressure to go out and sell, there's no panic on the second of every month when you realize, oh my God, I only have 28 days to fill payroll again. Um, it's nice to know that, you know, we use Wave Accounting and it automatically sends out all our invoices on the first of the month and I get to wake up and go, oh, you know, we have X dollars already in revenue. That's fantastic. So that's one way SLAs are important. Another way is that um, managing client expectations and, and managing client support requests. We have a level of client and we prefer a level of client that at the end of the day is going to demand a certain level of support and they're going to ask questions. Their sites are mission are often mission critical. Um, and if the site goes down, it costs them money um, or, or a lot of aggravation. And so they're willing to invest up front, and, and I'm not talking about retainers, they'll literally pay us an agreed amount every month, um, and they may, never, they may never call us, they might only call us once a month, they might, they might not call us for two months, but they know that because they're paying us those, that X thousand dollars, um, they can, when, when they need us, we're there. And for them, it's that safety blanket, it's that warm, comforting feeling, um, and for us, it, it, it helps, they, you know, they're also helping us stay alive, and they, so they, they know that the team that's built the, the site will, will still be around because they're helping pay the bills. Um, SLAs can take many forms. They can cover just hosting. They can cover hosting and X number of minutes or hours per week. Um, our SLAs typically cover um, updates, point update, major point updates for WordPress. So we'll do all the testing on staging well in advance for you. Any plugin or theme that we installed or customized for you, we take responsibility for or we warranty. So if it breaks, we fix. If you go ahead and install something on your site um, that we didn't install and you're just you know little doing a little cowboy coding, coding and it breaks, that's not covered. Um, the SLA also also defines what the what any out of scope hours will cost. So like it's clearly defined. Um, it defines uh, what constitutes a um, a warranted support request, but you know, and how many minutes or hours out of out of uh, out of scope you get. So some of our SLAs they get 15 minutes a week. Some of our SLAs we don't even track it because they pay us enough to. And you know, we had one managing director of a large media company sit across the table from us and said, what's it going to cost for me to be able to call you at 3 in the morning? Figure it out. And that was a, a great day for us, but also he's called me at 3 in the morning. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so, so and that you just got to be prepared. And then I, the other thing I would, I would caution people against is, yes, it's exciting to get that ongoing, that, that recurring revenue. It's awesome. It's great. But don't overextend yourself and be honest. Um, and as scary as that is, if you're, even if you're afraid of losing the business, be honest and upfront because it will come back. They do remember. Your clients do remember what you said, and they will come back and, and take you for everything you promised. Mm. Uh, so be prepared to give it. That's a perfect segue to the next, uh, my next um, concern with SLAs, uh, for, especially for the folks who are listening who are just diving into this stuff, right? And they're, they're still you know, stuck on negotiating web, web contracts and just the deliverable side of it. Right. A lot of the stuff that they hear you talking about might be scary to them because they're like, oh my God, I got to. I gotta get a lawyer. <laughs> I gotta have them draft it up. I gotta spend money on that. Like I'm only charging 500 bucks to make a website. I, any tips or advice for those who are just starting out in this to to craft an SLA, maybe even at its most simplistic form? Sure. Um, uh, with with the caption, you are not legal counsel, right? <laughs> yes. So I am. I am absolutely not legal counsel. I have a lawyer. He is awesome. Um, he he is a startup lawyer. Um, slash, you know sort of web savvy guy. If anyone with his information, especially Canadian based, email me, happy to happy to push him on. Um, the other thing I'll tell you, Matt, is for your listeners, 
Um, and again, I am not a lawyer, but I am happy to share a temp copy of our, you know, sort of our service agreement with people, um, with the understanding that that you need to have legal counsel review it, make sure it meets your needs. But um, we paid to have it drafted. Works for us. Um, and yes, it cost us a thousand dollars to have it drafted, but it's been worth it. Um, first of all, it saves us a ton of time. It makes us look more professional. Um, it makes everybody comfortable. We can define things in there like we guarantee the site will work on IE11 and nothing earlier. And then, you know, <laughs> um, and then it's like the most important line right there. <laughs> we started, by the way, it's uh, about 18 months ago. It said IE9, yeah. and then IE10, and yep. then. Last six months, we said nope, IE11, and we're coming very close to saying IE just costs more. Yeah. Um, but you know, we're very clear about that. Um, the other thing that we do, so there, there's that. There, you know, it defines like hosting. It gives us rights to use all their stuff. But then we have the most important part of your agreement um, is your SO, is your SOW or your statement of work, and your statement of work outlines in detail exactly what you're doing for the client, gives delivery date and. It defines your mutual relationship. So, so our ma we have a master service agreement that we sign, and then an e and it's all subject to whatever's written on and signed on the SO on the statement of work. Um, and then our SLA is a separate document, um, usually a separate SOW, other than aside from building the website, um, that just defines what's covered in the SLA, and that's an ongoing. It just says delivery ongoing. Um, and we're we're very clear on that. We're very sticky with that. Our, I make our clients sign that separately. And uh, they, they love it. I mean, ultimately, they really like it. They, you know, it's, especially if they're spending, clients who are spending 500 1000 even I find up to three or $4,000 might question why such detail is necessary. But those are the clients where such detail is incredibly necessary. You know, when you, when you get up to a, a higher level, $20,000, $30,000, $100,000, you're typically dealing with a person where it's not their money, um, you know, the managing director of whatever or the, you know, the VP of whatever you're dealing with. Um, not saying... They don't cut it, but they they're also at a level where they understand the need for contracts. Um, but you definitely want to spend spend the thousand dollars. Yeah, please. Um, <laughs> you know, have a lawyer look at it and 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 build it out. Um, and if someone doesn't, someone refuses to sign your contract, um, or then they're not the client for you. Absolutely. That's you know one of the requests we get all the time is how do we how do we make more money right in our WordPress freelance business? I want to grow an agency or I just want to I would I just want to command some more dollars for my freelance expertise and that's like the number one thing is having uh, number one at least that SLA or at least that contract that says what you're going to deliver, how you're going to deliver it, and when and for how much. Um, but then yes. statements of work, uh, the outlines, uh, signed uh, wireframes that maybe every step of the way or as best you can because number one, it's the folks who look at it say, why do I need all this detail? It's specifically yeah. because they need it the most. And then secondarily, yeah. if you start approaching bigger clients like universities or fortune, listed fortune companies or, or any just organization that is not their money, they're going to look at you and say, where's your contract? Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't have one, they're going to look at you and say, oh, you're just too small. You're probably not capable of, of, of doing what we need, which you know, 90% of us probably are. We're just not prepared for it. Um, right. I want to dig just a little bit deeper on onto the statement of work. Something that I know that I struggle with. How much detail do you put in your statement of work ahead of time, right? To sort of close the to close the deal. Uh, how much of that discovery time are you putting in for your clients, or have you been putting in for your clients before they hand you the first deposit? So that's a that's a magic word for us. Discovery. I love it. <laughs> uh, we there was I think it, it might have been Chris Lemma, although I, it might have. 
even you, who, who we were talking to, who gave us some great discovery, and that is charge for it. Um, and so how much discovery work do we do? We typically charge um, 20 hours in advance. If, some, if a client comes to us and says, we need a website, um, but we have no idea, you know, here's what we want to achieve, we have no idea what's going on, and we, you know, Bart and I look at each other, and we just know from our experience that it's going to require some hours. We charge a $20 down payment um, in advance to do discovery. And then if the client decides to move forward once we prevent, present them with the results, we give them half of that back as a credit. As a, you know. But if not, then we've, we've made our, you know, we've, we've been paid for 20 hours and we move on. Um, out of the discovery phase comes a very detailed um, estimate, which outlines exactly, like, we're down to, like, how many forms they're going to get, which each form is going to be, um, the template they're going to get. We use teamwork for estimating. And then we print, we actually print out, we export to a PDF, so our SOW references the estimate that we create in teamwork. Um, if it's a site like, if Matt, if you came to us and said, guys, here's what I need, um, there's probably not going to be much discovery in that because, you, you know, you're a guy who knows what's going on, you might just need us to do something for you. Um, we're just going to go straight to, you know, we will spend the, the hour. We won't charge you to, est to put up an estimate. I mean, you know, but if it's going to be a lot of time, if the client wants to come in and have two meetings and have us meet with their, you know, three, three VPs and whatnot, yeah, sure, we do a discovery phase. And we, but we also tell them exactly what they're going to get at the end of that discovery phase, and that's typically wireframes, um, a sitemap, and a testament. Um, it's also, surprisingly, uh, we were afraid of, at the beginning, of, um, to, to, to charge for discovery. We find that it's added quite a bit of legitimacy. Um, and that VPs and, and V and C level um, members of, of a team are, are actually very open to the idea of doing discovery and very happy to use that as a stepping stone to get to know us. And they like the fact that we're about to put a ton of time in um, without a guarantee for additional work. And, uh, and, we, and we respect them for that. So those are the clients you really love and you want. Um, if you're, but if you're only something, then yeah, we don't charge for that. But we, what we do is we certainly produce a detailed estimate, um, an outline of what the site will look like. You can write that right onto the SOW. We prefer to use um, Teamwork to export it as a PDF. Yeah. Uh, yeah, again, couldn't agree anymore. The, you know, in the case of our agency work, when we do... Uh, we, same thing. We charge for discovery. We didn't in the beginning. You know, there's always like, oh, you don't, you, you know, you won't even talk to people now. Of course. I mean, there's always sort of you spend that hour. You start talking to people and say, look, I mean, I, I can't give you all the answers. You gave me a four. You know, recently I just got a, a four bullet point uh, uh, outline. It said, please, you know, please give me a budget with this. And I'm like, where? Okay, where are your wireframes? What are your design examples? Yeah. What, are yeah. your, what are your intentions? Where do these forms go when people sign up? Um, well, we, we haven't really figured that out yet. Well, okay, you, you need to figure that part out, and either you, your team needs to spend time figuring that out, and then literally, if you want to send it to us in Microsoft Paint, fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll yes. assess it and figure it out. Otherwise, yeah. we're, we're going to need to set a team um, and explore this and discover this. If you're going to build a house, everybody used to, loves to use the house reference, and you're just looking at a plot of land, somebody needs to go in and survey it to figure yeah. out where yeah. the water drains, what trees you can clear out, you know, <laughs> where are the gas lines, like you have to figure all this stuff out. Um, so that's awesome and definitely charge for your discovery. If you're afraid to, just charge for the one hour, right? If you're very, if you're still, you know, in the $1,500, $1,500 dollars range, charge an hour's worth of work yeah. and tell them that you need to kind of plot it out a little bit first, then before you know it, you'll be getting the $2,500 discovery things. And don't forget, a lot of people are like, oh my God, I'm not... 
they're paying me for nothing. I, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and do research. No, you're going to build something tangible. You're going to put a report together. It's going to have some wireframes, and then these that's valuable to them, right? That's what consultants exist for. These these clients could be hiring consultants to do this work to find yeah. people like us, whereas we're just going to do it uh, for you. One last question on the formal interview. Back to products. Back to Sidekick. Um, sure. Sidekick is not just WordPress, and I'd imagine uh, you are also looking for web applications, uh, eventually probably mobile apps. Um, you know, why uh, why go beyond WordPress? Uh, why go into other spaces? Um, that's a that's a, a good question. I mean, I think one of the answers is obviously um, success and and revenue. Um, there, there's a lot. One of the things we learned in the last three days was, or, or didn't learn, but sort of had it dawn was um, just how many SaaS platforms and how many different platforms there are out there. And um, 70 to 80% of the requests we got a result, as a result of our ranking on Product Hunt were from non-WordPress-based platforms. People, there are still people not using WordPress. I don't know why, but that's the truth. Um, and and so JavaScript, Ruby, Backbone. I had one guy who dropped into the questions and comments box. He just wrote Drupal with a question mark and a smiley face. Um, so uh, we sent him a, a quote on building a WordPress website. But the <laughs> I'm kidding. But uh, we we why why not just WordPress? Because because Sidekick can be so much more. And really, we we truly believe we're drinking our own Kool Aid. We truly believe that um, it's the next it's the next generation of onboarding and support. It's an awesome way. Um, it's how everybody should be learning to use platforms. It's far more efficient. It's far more user-friendly. Um, it'll save companies tons of time and money. It, it improves your user experience. Why should it just be limited to WordPress? Eventually, everybody will be WordPress, but until then, um, it works with everything. Um, and, and uh, you know, so that's, so why not? It's amazing to see that uh, properties like Product Hunt, uh, ProductHunt.com, uh, which is a daily listing of, of new and exciting, um, I guess, web products or internet products or startups, things like that. Uh, it's amazing to see that the as much as we all love WordPress, as much as as widely adopted as WordPress is, to be featured on Product Hunt and 80% of them be non-WordPress. <laughs> it's just yeah, like still like... God, is anybody listening to the show? Like there, <laughs> there are WordPress startups out there, people, and people who are doing you know great, uh, you know, successful and running great uh, businesses with it. Yeah. Um, you know, is is I'd imagine that you early on, folks, and maybe even in the accelerator program, folks are saying, hey, look, you should really focus on the the world wide web uh, and not just WordPress. Yeah, we got. First of all, I'll let you. I should just. Most of these companies have WordPress-based websites. It's just their platforms aren't, Word, aren't WordPress yet. And, and WordPress as a platform for app building is really just coming into it. I mean, it's, 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 really, it's so exciting to see what guys like AppPressor have managed to do. And, and it's, it's coming, but it's not quite there yet. Um, yeah, our advisors, um, even our advisors in the WordPress world, said to us very early on, hey, guys, this is bigger than, you could po uh, than, than you're thinking, and um, you should probably focus on making it platform agnostic. And we did. We retooled. Um, Sidekick can now be dropped into any WordPress, or sorry, any web-based platform, as long as it's not Flash, um, um, using three lines of JavaScript. And that's what we've written. Um, the beta will focus on, on, on WordPress, just because that's the sandbox we decided to put in. But we, were, we are very quickly going to start working with a uh, engine. Their, their portal is Ruby. 
Um, their portal is not WordPress-based, and it's the biggest, it's a proof so far that, that Sidekick works incredibly well outside of WordPress, and we're, we're so proud of that. Um, and as soon as our beta starts humming along, we're going to we're going to refine the process of dropping in dropping Sidekick into into uh, those Ruby and JavaScript based platforms, and probably inviting a small group of early adopters to come and try it out. Um, a stripped down, not quite as intensive as what WP Engine has, but probably a more stripped down version. Um, just to just to play with it and and, and see it work. It's things would probably go a lot faster. Um, but we don't. We, you know, the WordPress market is awesome. But there are, you know, why would we give up all that? There's so much opportunity out there that it's worth us sort of splitting our focus a little bit um, in the beginning. And um, it's frustrating. I mean, we know we could be going faster as as a, as a startup CEO. You know, I want all the things and I want them right now. But uh, you know, patience um, patience pays off. And and so we're going to go slowly as quickly as we can. It's amazing stuff. I can't agree uh, any more on that. It's it's definitely a smart uh, a smart. To strategy, and Thank we've you. seen it. We've seen it uh, before with Clay Collins and lead pages, start, sort of starting out as uh, as a plugin um, and or maybe even a theme, and then taking it uh, even further and getting five million in investment. Uh, we see it with Studio Press and all the all the SaaS products that they have, uh, especially their latest Rainmaker. Um, you know, and and we see it countless times. And I think, hey, until uh, the a, a adoption of WordPress uh, as an app platform. Um, you know, more so than it is yep. now, uh, you know, we'll, we'll continue to see this sort of more widespread. Uh, and maybe there is even more, maybe there's more apps out there that are using WordPress that people aren't even talking about, right? Maybe, maybe they're just not saying it's built on WordPress. Who knows? Um, but if you are one, I'd love to talk to you. Uh, I'm going to jump into the second segment of the show. Oh, excuse me, I have to ask one more question. Uh, sure. You are uh, launching a, or already launched, uh, a business uh, entrepreneurial uh, meetup of sorts. Uh, East oh. Meets Press. Let's talk about yes. that real quick. So East Meets Press was an idea. It, it's 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 really simple. Um, Brad Williams sent out a tweet and said, "How come how come the West Coast gets all the good the good meetups? <laughs> um, you know, uh, Cabo Press and all and all that stuff." And I said, "Well, let's do one." So um, it's very basic. I mean, it's it's uh, the idea is to gain or so uh, WordPress or or just you know web based entrepreneurs. We've rented a really awesome beach house in North Carolina. Um, it's the, the dates are September 17th to the 21st, 22nd. Um, it's eastmeetspress.com. It's 600 bucks, all inclusive. So your bed, your food, um, your drinks, all you need to do is get there. Um, and and we're really excited about it. We've got um, some people from WP Engine coming up. Uh, we've got uh, uh, Brad Williams from Web Dev Studios is coming. I'm coming. My my, bus my business partner Bart um, is coming with, and some other awesome people. So we have about I think there's a few tickets left. Um, please come join us. We're, we're, we know that it's you know it, it's tough because there's so much happening. WordCamp Europe is going on, and and I think uh, Keiko Doran just announced another one in October, and, and we've got um, uh, WordCamp San Francisco. But but really, I mean, when else do you will you ever get a chance to sit for you know on the beach, it, you know, do some work, have have lunch and dinner and breakfast with with some really awesome folks, and then uh, and at the same time get some work done. Um, it's a very loose. There's no there's no there's there are no seminars and no sessions. It's Come and relax, sit on the, the patio, have some great conversations, and the only scheduled times are meal times. And we'll have some cool lightning talks going on for that. So, uh, if you have any questions, um, you know, Ben at Sidekick.pro, we'll, we'll hook you up. Yeah, uh, definitely sounds awesome. I'll be away on vacation. Uh, <laughs> At Thanks, that Matt. point, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, but I'd love uh, love to join next year. I will be going to uh, Prestige Conference, put on by Kiko and a bunch of other folks. Absolutely, uh, 
in October, so that'll be fun. But I think it's a new wave, right? I think some of the I think what we're all sort of seeing is when you go to these word camps, like word camps are the most I mean, forty bucks, right, to go to New yeah. York. Oh yeah. Uh, of course, besides staying in New York, which is five hundred thousand times that <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, the value of the session, like I talk to people there, like I can't believe I, I was able to meet all these people and ask them that ask them these questions and then there's like then there's like the sessions. Um, that you can learn even more ab about stuff. Um, yeah. but I think this is the new, you know, the new, the new wave, right? Is being able to go to this, go to these sort of meetups, enjoy yourself, have fun. You're still doing work, right? So your yeah. accountant is still happy about that. You can still sort of yeah. use this as a pay, as a uh, a tax incentive. Um, but it's just a different a different flow of things, and and it, this industry allows us to do stuff like this. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Second segment of the show, I think we covered most of it, but what other uh, apps do you use on a daily basis that keep your keep your business going? Um, um, yeah. I like the stuff you talked about, but maybe something else you haven't mentioned yet. So we use uh, we use Wave Accounting. Uh, Wave Accounting is a free um, a free piece of online bookkeeping. It's cloud-based uh, bookkeeping. It's 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 like an alternative to QuickBooks. Um, we use them. They handle our payroll. Uh, thanks. They're great. Uh, and they happen to be a Toronto-based startup, which we love. But but they're they're fantastic, especially if you don't like QuickBooks. Um, <laughs> yeah, so so they're they're, they're awesome. Um, we use HipChat. Um, we're big we're big on HipChat, and we've looked at some of the other ones, um, Hall, and uh, there's one other um, Spoke or something. Um, but we like HipChat. It's great. We use it. Um, it, it we I really love the feature where it, it sort of tracks what's been talked about all week. So um, we do a weekly roundup of all the cool stuff that we've been talking about internally and post it on Psychic.pro's blog, and, and that really helps. But also just the it's, you need that internal communication piece. Um, we use Google Apps for pretty much everything else. So Gmail, um, Google Docs. Uh, you know they, they recently introduced unlimited cloud-based storage, which is phenomenal. Yeah. So as a, as a business owner, I love it if something. Um, heaven forbid should ever happen to a staff member or or, or a computer. Everything is is stored. Um, you know, we use Apple for everything. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what else. I mean, yeah, we use you know, Pivotal is great. Um, not to say Trello wasn't awesome. It's just Pivotal is, is a far is a much more um, it's a far superior. We find. Um, yeah, I'm gonna definitely definitely take a look at that. Uh, that looks yeah. pretty interesting. And then um, Teamwork.com um, for managing client projects. Uh, we're not. We're not base camp people. We we decided it didn't work for us, but te so teamwork is what works for us, um, and they're they're really great. And funny enough, funny about them is that the platform they're built on is is um, um, Cold Fusion or Cobalt or something. It's like old, but it's it's so it's so responsive. It, it's it's great. You'd never know that it was built on this like ancient piece of technology, um, but it, it does such a great job. That's awesome. Um, I'm gonna jump into the lightning round. Ask you a series of quick questions. You have a series of quick answers. Sure. What's the one plugin you cannot live without besides your own? Lead-in. Ah, very good. I met those guys up in Boston. Uh, yeah. So you're having success with it? Unbelievable. It's awesome. Lead-in is, is so amazing. Um, basically, for those of you who don't know, anytime somebody fills out a form on your site, Lead-in will send you a report. It'll say, here's the form they filled out, and by the way, here's everywhere else on the site they've been, and here's how they got to you. Um, and then it'll upload it. We use Gravity Forms, and of course, just uploads it to Mailchimp, and it stores all that data. Um, and it's it, it's huge. Um, it's also really satisfying to see how many new leads come in every day. So <laughs> it's great, and it's free right now for yeah. for, for those. So so use it. Yeah, they're sort of in a in a private accelerator group of HubSpot, uh, yes. which is fairly popular up here in Boston. 
Uh, I met them at the last WordPress meetup in Boston, so they're, they're pretty good guys. They're building something pretty awesome. Uh, what's yeah. a favorite WordPress or business book? Favorite WordPress or business book? Um, it's got to be the Lean Startup. I go back to that whenever I... I know that's a, it's a sort of a cliche answer, but I go back to that whenever I... I'm like, what would the Lean Startup do? If you don't know what to do, what would that do? And, and, and MVP and, and test and iterate and get it out. Yeah, I just I just read. I uh, went to a, a wedding uh, over in Colorado, and I on the flight over read the Lean Canvas by uh, Ash Moira. Uh, that was awesome. Um, again, uh, it's like it's the fundamentals of Lean. It's just like why would you read another Lean book? But it just reminds you of everything, and it's just a good reminder yeah. uh, to get back to the Lean process. What's a quote that you live or run your business by? Uh, I I really like the go. You know. Go, go quickly, as, or rather go slowly as fast as you can. Um, that's sort of something we developed internally, and it's, it's become our mantra. Like, how fast can we do this without screwing it up? Yeah. Uh, in your client services business, what's the longest a client project has ever taken? Um, just launched a re rip and replace of six websites for um, a, a paving, paving stone client. We did, they had six websites on Cold Fusion. It took, uh, it just launched, it's about eight months. Oh, that's not but bad. It, if you had to switch to another CMS, what would it be? I, I wouldn't. Um, if I had to switch to another CMS, I'd, I'd probably do some modified flavor of, of Drupal. Nice. Uh, who should I interview next? Uh, the guys from Lead-In. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah um, definitely. They, they have, I think that they're, they're, these guys probably see some really amazing metrics about yeah. you know, WordPress businesses and probably have some great stuff they could share. Yeah, definitely. Um, and what's the one question I didn't ask you that I should have? What's the one question? Um, you know, I don't. I, honestly, I, I I don't know. The, the, the I think that's the best. Um, what's the best thing that's come out of running running my own business? And 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 uh, that's got to be. Sorry, did you want me to answer it too? Yeah, sure. Go ahead and answer it. <laughs> uh, um, and and the greatest thing that's come out of this is is really um sort of a a renewed a renewed belief in myself and, and what you can accomplish when you when you really what I can accomplish when you put when I put my mind to it. Um, I worked for somebody else for for ten years. I worked in the marketing business, and you get you really do you know the agency world is it grinds you down. And I learned um, how I didn't want to run a business. And I always said when I run my own business and when I have my own shop, I will do this and I will not do that. And um, and now that I'm doing it, it was tough in the beginning, but man, does it, on good days and bad, does it, it feel so good to come into the office and be like, this is mine and I built this. Yeah. Did you, did you ever find yourself sort of falling into those pitfalls that you said you wouldn't do and then kind of realize like, oh, that's oh, yeah. why. Oh, yeah. I, I sent a, uh, I've done that. And you know what? This is where having a team that really trusts you and that you trust is, is critical because my team, um, on a couple of occasions, guys have either come to me as a group or, or individually and said, Ben, that thing you did or that thing you said, that wasn't so cool, or, or maybe we want to try it a different way, and um, and and because we have that trust, we were he, you know that that team member was was felt they were able to say that, and I was receptive to it. And sometimes it's the answer is nope, we've got to do it the way I said. But oftentimes it's okay, let's find a new way so that everybody's happy. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing I learned. I I, I did work for a technology company for about seven years, and everything. The reason why I worked there that long is so I could learn what not to do, <laughs> and okay. uh, it was it was very interesting. 
uh, a very interesting experience, um, you know, especially with like partnerships and things like that. And uh, I definitely learned uh, the same way. I'd be looking at it every day. I'd be like, this is what I'm not going to do when I run right. my business. Um, yes. And then, then there are those times where I was like, oh, okay, so I now I understand uh, things like cash flow and, yeah. and hiring people. And, and exactly. some of those things are unavoidable as much as yeah. you say you're not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I find is that um, in, in those situations, honesty and, and you know, sort of as transparent as you can be with your team, especially as a small startup, you know, we share our revenue um, privately and internally. We share our revenue. We share our profit. We do, we do quarterly bonuses as, as, well, we do them, you know, we do quarterly bonuses whenever we can. So, you know, as long as there's a profit to share, we share it um, because uh, that engenders trust and everybody knows what you're working for. And, and at any time, if someone says, you know what, I just need to make more money or, I don't really believe that we're going. To, then they can go. Okay, they can make an informed decision, and it it doesn't draw out this long process where somebody takes six months to leave, and then there's that bad blood. And nope, I mean everybody's just happy because you were honest and open with them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's awesome stuff. Ben, it's been an amazing hour uh, <laughs> discussion uh, on everything that you've done. Um, I definitely want to get you back once uh, you know once every web app is using your platform, <laughs> yes. uh, and and maybe the background will be on your yacht somewhere <laughs> off the coast Thank of you. some island. Uh, ben, where can folks find you on the web to say thanks? Um, at Benjamin E. Fox on Twitter, um, Sidekick.pro forward slash beta. If they'd like to sign up for our beta, please um, come join us. We're Bites on the 8th, which is Friday. Um, or Ben at Sidekick.pro. Send me an email. Please excuse me if it takes a couple days to get back to you at this point, but happy to share whatever I can with the community. That's awesome. And then uh, East Meets Press, still a few tickets left. Folks can reach yes. out and get connected with that if they want to yep. uh, do that awesome uh, vacation slash workation uh, <laughs> setup down there. That'll be an awesome time. Folks, if you want to stay connected to the Matt Report, mattreport.com slash subscribe. Join the mailing list. That's the number one way. You'll know when these awesome interviews go out uh, with some other insider information. Uh, mattreport.com slash join. Join the members list, uh, members only uh, forum uh, and access to premium content and featured content from some of our guests. So again, mattreport.com slash join. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>